Today's episode of the Not That Great podcast can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and what's the other one? I forget. Tune in radio. There you go. Tune in radio. So find us there. Um, you can also get uh, whatever else we're doing on our new website. It's uh, notthatgreatpod.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at notthatgreatpod. Today on the show, me, Brian Goodwin, uh, my old partner in crime, we're going to go over lots of things. We'll start with some Patriots talk. They lost a lot of people in free agency. Um, we're going to go over some Final Four talk and talk about the general state of my terrible bracket. Brian's pretty terrible, too, I think. Uh, I think I'm. I think we're tied for last in our pool. There's only five of us, but we're still doing pretty poorly. And then um, we're going to go over Fortunate But Untalented. Final Four is... Actually, live now on the website, so you can go vote if you like at notthatgreatpod.com slash features. And there's a poll up there, one vote per person. Uh, so we got that up. And then the biggest news of the week for us uh, is the return of Daniel Bryan to WWE. So we're going to get all the sports, good sports stuff out of the way first. So if you're not a wrestling person, you don't have to listen to the whole podcast. You listen to half of it, and then you can check out for the second half if you have to. But uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, Daniel Bryan's return, what's that means for WrestleMania. Um, so it's Patriots, and then it's Final Four, and then it's our Final Four, and then it's um, WWE and Daniel Bryan. Uh, Moose not in the house today. She's downstairs with my wife, and it is our anniversary. So happy anniversary to my lovely wife, Lauren, and let's get going. Make it a double, I can take it another, get so hard to chase it, live up to. Yeah, it slides away when you're running Like my Uncle David Who never lived to escape it The trouble you were about to cave in Give up to talking in your basement We decided Alright, let's start with some Patriots talk We got Brian Goodwin on the phone as, as usual actually We've been on like every episode except for like two Um so I, I need you, buddy. I'm happy you're here. So let's talk. You wanted to talk about the Patriots. Um, we're going to do like a big um, NFL kind of thing in a couple weeks when the draft or before the draft. Um, but, you know, being that we're hometown boys, you do have to wonder what the Pats will look like next year. Um, and some of the pieces are starting to come into place, but a lot of large pieces are gone. I think we knew about Butler leaving. But uh, I wonder, Brian, what you think is the the next largest piece that's gone, and or most important piece that's gone. So it would be Lewis Solder or uh, Amendola. Um, I think it's definitely Solder. Uh, the guy missed three games in a course of of four or five years. You know what I mean? You can't. You, it's tough to replace that consistency Yeah, um, in the NFL. And, I mean, left tackle on that team, left tackle on most teams is the most important offensive line position. I mean, protects, that protects your quarterback's ass. So yeah. that's the tough one for me. Um, I, think, <clears throat> I think with the um, acquisition of uh, McCourty, I think they can get a lot of what they got from Malcolm Butler last year from McCourty this year. So okay. I, I think that softened the blow a lot. 
Um, and I think he'll be re- reinvigorated too, playing with his brother, playing alongside his brother. Yeah. I mean, you know that that that'll put a little put a little hop in your step. You know. I'd agree. You don't think um, you don't you don't you don't think that the Dion Lewis that him going is I mean that's I feel like you know they the Pats love the running backs this guy's super versatile still pretty young um, I mean I guess he was going to get paid so and the Patriots don't really pay but I don't know how they replace him I think that um, I mean I'm sure there's nine other backs on the team but you know. You thrust James White more into that Deion Lewis role, mm-hmm. um, which he showed he can do um, in that Atlanta Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, you got Gillisley coming back. You got Burkhead coming back. Um, so you think that, 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 that getting rid of him was just because they were heavy at running back that they could do without him? or? Well, yeah, I don't think they felt the need they needed to pay him. Mm. Like, I think they're, they're good with what they have. And if he was willing to come back for their price, they would have taken him back. But sure. I think, I, I think, I think the Dion Lewis, um, the Dion Lewis one is the fourth least of a loss to me, to be honest. Okay. Um, I think Amendola. I think Amendola is going to be going to be tough. You know, when Brady turns around and looks on third down, you know, he's only going to see Edelman. And you know maybe Gronk, but Amendola was a security blanket all year last year. You don't think Hogan? With, with, uh, you don't think Hogan did enough last year to maybe step up into that role, or do you think he's just not? I think Ho- physically well, talented enough. I think Hogan took a step back last year from his first year. What? Yeah, I think Hogan. Uh, he just he he doesn't to me he doesn't have that that it factor. I think. I don't think he loves going down the middle as much as we think he does. Yeah, I he think does. He, would much he goes down a little quite a bit. Yeah. More of a, a much more of a a, a Cook style wide receiver as opposed to a Edelman Amendola style wide receiver. Okay. Um, if you're the Pats, do you? Because this is what they always do: is trade the their first round pick. And I don't know if they have yet. They haven't, right? They have not. So. What would you do? Are you going to do what they usually do? If you're in the war room, are you going to trade that pick or are you going to go replace Solder first with a first-round pick? Or do you do what they usually do, trade down and try to find um, you know, value lower in the draft? Because I, I just – there's, I understand their philosophy doing that, stacking picks, you know, getting multiple picks as opposed to just the one. But I feel like – especially with the importance of Solder and that position laid out the way you laid it out. I don't think this is the the time or place for that particular strategy. I think that you go with a proven collegiate four-year probably lineman because you're asking that guy basically to protect Tom Brady. But so I don't think that it's bargain basement time. I think it's like take the first pick number. It's number 32, right? So take the, or 31, sorry. Um, but see, I think you there's make. Also, I think you make the pick. Also, yeah, there's also a lot of names out there that are um, that are still available. Cameron, Cameron Flum, especially that are available that have um, knowledge of the Patriots system and okay. um, could come in and plug in. You know, Cameron Fleming, Adrian Waddle, um, guys that are being talked about right now. Right. I think um, 
Yeah, I, you know, we're at the point now where um, there there's not a real household name on that offensive line really anymore. Um, where where you went so long, where you had guys like, um, you know, Andrewsy and Menkins and Volmer and Solder and you know those those names aren't there anymore. And yeah. I think yeah, you need to make a, a little bit of a splash on that offensive line. I think yeah. All right. Um, you think it's? Are you worried yet? You too early to worry? You think that? You think it's before the draft? Teams start to come together a little bit more after that. Um, so I mean, I, I, you know, the Patriots do what the Patriots do, and they always you know find a way to be there at the end of the year. But uh, I just don't recall a year where they lost this many pieces. So are you are you a little skeptical about that or? No, because I to be honest, I think the defense is better than it was a year ago. Okay. With the with the uh, the acquisitions they've made with uh, Danny Shelton, uh, with Jason McCourty, um, and with uh, Adrian Claiborne, I think the um, I think the defense is is better than it was walking off that field on the Super Bowl. To be honest with you. Okay. Um, so that doesn't. We have breaking news here. The Giants have just traded Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh, to who? To the Bucks. Hold on, I'm trying to find it right now. Okay. Uh, don't forget, by the way, also uh, Hightower coming back from injury. So And Hightower coming back. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's huge. Yeah. I mean, he was the... He was the leader of that defense, and him going down really, really hurt. And it showed through. You know, their their run defense was awful. I mean, their passing defense coming the Super Bowl was awful too. But um, the Giants are sending defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul to the Buccaneers for a third round pick, and will swap fourth round picks. All right. So the Bucks have a a new one handed pass rusher. He's got two hands. He just has like seven combined fingers. It's mangled. Yeah. Well. Um. Well, he wears that big like knob thing. It looks like um, the thing that David Duchovny wears in uh, Zoolander to keep his hand club. Oh yeah. Uh, and he wraps it in an ace bandage and gets out there. Um. I feel like both of those teams are gonna be pretty bad next year, so I don't really care about what they'd be doing. <laughs> if, I'm being, uh, if I'm being totally the honest, might be our bucks. Uh, you know what? The Bucks, I feel like, are in the position that the Jaguars were in until last year. Mm. Everybody was kind of just waiting, waiting, waiting for that team to just explode, and finally the Jags pulled it together last year, and they did. Um, I think the Bucks could be that team as well. They have some talent on that team, and they just, for whatever reason, can't seem to put it all together. Uh, if, when I watched... Um... Because I always watch Hard Knocks, no matter who the team is. But when I watched it mm-hmm. with the Bucks, I for some reason I just feel like um, Jameis Winston is like a faux leader. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he doesn't really have that like leader drive, but he is in the position where he has to act like it. Every, everything feels a little like so ungenuine, ingenuine to me about him, and I don't, I don't know why I have that feeling, but. Um, 
he was really like playing up for the camera. You know, it's like the Jameis show. So I don't know. I just like I think that they need a leader that's proven to have been a leader before. Yeah, he did. He win a national title. I don't think so. Right. Mm, yes, I think he did. Well, I, I mean, well, here's the thing: whether he did or didn't, right? Um, that team has got plenty of you know veteran guys uh, that have been in the league for a long time and have been you know accomplished there. And I think that that's the kind of leadership you need for a professional football team. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is exactly. I can't put my finger exactly on it, but something about him irks yeah. me. He's got the skills. He, he, I mean, yes, national national champion, 2014. Yeah. BCS national champion, offensive MVP, 2014. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I think just at a, at a pro level, it's just for some reason with him doesn't translate to me. He's, and it's not a skill thing. It's like a mental thing. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got the skills. He's yeah. Got, I mean, he's got the side. He's a monster. I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't know what it is. I just can't put my finger on it. I feel like maybe maybe it's that, you know, when, when you watch the Hard Knocks, that like the the veterans on the team kind of rally around each other, but not so much around him. Do you know what I mean? Like McCoy and okay. uh, Deshaun Jackson, and those guys kind of have their own little clicks. But like, he's only really like showing any real camaraderie with the team on like game day, even though there's like you know what I mean. So maybe he's a douche in the clubhouse. It's possible, but you would. I mean, yeah, it's just like, and also the show. Maybe it irked me too because the show wasn't really about most other people. It was kind of just about him a lot. Okay, so, so that's a problem. I mean, he's not, he's not quite on my like Chris Bosh irrational hatred list, but he <laughs> he's is he inching closer and closer. He no, he's not yet an accomplished kitten murderer. So, but he is he's <laughs> he is inching closer and closer. So, um, um, so I guess that takes the number two that trade takes the number two pick off the board, right? How so? I get. I guess the Giants are going to be taking Chubb. All right. Defensive end. All right. So, the question that has plagued our uh, group chat for however long: What are the Browns going to do at one, and what are the Browns going to do at four? Actually, I guess it's what are the Browns going to do at four. If you're saying Chubb isn't there, I still and I and this is something that I've said a thousand times, despite Tommy Brogan's insistence, and maybe yours too. I don't recall where you where you stand on this, but it's just they are in a position at one and four to take the best available player at one if Chubb is going to. They get one of the two quarterbacks at 3-4. They have to get Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I agree. A thousand right, okay. percent. All right, they good. have to get him. Yeah. I think the world, and, and I think everybody watching that draft is going to be waiting for, you know. Uh, the Browns to pull a Browns? Oh, my God. Yeah. Is that not the best underlining story of the draft? The fact yeah. that they have. The oh. one in four pick, and everybody just wants to see them implode again. Yeah, I feel like somehow you know, like the day before, they're like, "Oh, the Browns have traded their one in four this year for like a one in two years or something like that." <laughs> I mean, they've made good signings up to this point, so it gives yeah. me it gives me hope for them that they are in the right direction. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. But you know, but it's still, like, it's just like they got to do it, though. You know what I mean? Like, we have to like actually see it happen from like. Okay, finally. But you also got to pay attention to them in yep. the in the lower part of the draft because if they're, you know, if they're not, uh, I don't know how many picks they have this year. Do you know how many picks they have total? I can find out for you right now. 
Yeah, because I think that, you know, there's going to be so much attention paid to their one and four. But they also, I mean, they, they're they they're not done, you know, to keep it simply. They are not done. So they're going to need to kind of do the value creation like the Patriots do in those lower rounds. Or, yeah, va- have, or value searching. I do not want the hit. Although that'd be a fun list to go down. Yeah. The history of <laughs> Cleveland Browns. First yeah. Round draft picks. <laughs> yeah. I skipped, I skipped over that too. We don't have all day to do a Browns podcast, but we probably could just start oh my God. laughing at names. They have the first third and 32nd picks in the second round too. So they're, they're, I mean, yeah, they need to 30. They have one, they have four, they have 33, 35 and 60. So they have three in the second. Yeah. So they got one in the third. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're so set up pretty well. I mean, barring any Browns being Browns yeah. situation. Um, last question about the Patriots: You uh, you resign uh, Harrison, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, okay, one Why year, not? one year deal. That guy's that guy's a, that guy's a beast. If anybody yeah. can go with forty aside from Tom Brady, it's that guy. I agree. You keep them, you know, same kind of schedule they had them on last year. You know, situational. And he comes out, you know, you obviously don't want him in there for, you know, 60 snaps, but. Um. Well, and that's, a, that's a, the other thing, too, is his um, his locker room presence is. Yeah, is that's. Invaluable. It, yeah, you know it cannot. I mean? Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, it, it, you can't put a price on that. You know, what's he going to what's he going to do for the career of somebody like um, like uh, Adrian Claiborne? Yeah, or, know, or when Hightower gets Adrian back. Clay, you know what I mean? Like. In high tech, yeah. Adrian Claiborne just has to go in there and be a sponge and listen to anything totally. that guy has to say. Yeah. Whether it comes to workouts, football, anything. Like, yeah. Patriots are set up like that, too. The best you can be. Yeah, the Patriots are set up like that, too. That, that they, you know, that wisdom passed down from, you can look at Garoppolo, you know, to Brady or whatever. Um, just, you know, you yeah. go in there, you sit down, you listen, you watch the preparedness, you, um, and you learn. You know what I mean? You go somewhere else and get fucking paid. Um, so... Big time. All right, so let's go to uh, topic number two, and that is this isn't going to take too long because I don't really, uh, I'm not super impressed with anything I did last weekend as, as it comes to uh, the final four. Um, the my bracket is more red than green at this point, and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is ridiculous. Somehow I do have Loyola Chicago at Nevada. Uh, of my Sweet Sixteen, I have five teams remaining. Do you know how many you have left? I don't even want to look. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll look for you because we're in the same group. I, I actually, I, I actually may never look at that um, app again the rest of this year. Yeah, there's no need to. Um, let's go check you out real quick. Uh, you are you're in third place right now, but your champ is out. So is mine. Um, why did you pick Cincinnati as a champion? You weirdo. Oh, I just I just liked the way they were playing. Yeah. Going in. Hot hand, hot hand. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's all about taking chances. Yeah, that's and true. I just took the wrong chance. That's I mean, all. I had Xavier. You know what I mean? They got uh, handled pretty pretty nicely. You have remaining in your Sweet 16 one. Wait a minute. Hold on, let me look here. Oh, wait, we're not. Are we at a Sweet 16? Yeah, we are. Why am I reading? I feel like I'm reading this wrong. Yeah. All right. Uh, da 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 da. Oh, I'm an odd. Oh, I gotta go to the other half of the bracket. So you got one, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven. All right, not bad. You got Kansas Clemson. You got Florida State Gonzaga. That's really good right there, man. Uh, but yeah, your champion is out, and so is mine. Um, mm-hmm. So let's just quickly let's just go forward and say there's no way that I mean I think we're looking at a, a Villanova now Kentucky um, Gonzaga Clemson Final Four, and I think that because I don't really trust Kansas, and I think that. Um, you know, a lot of people, the most people that ever picked a 16 over one or something like that this year had something to do with Kansas and Penn. Um, Kansas lost as a two seed, I think, like two years ago. So I still just like, I don't trust him, whatever. But if you, now you get to repick your national champion, who you got? Well, I'm just, I'm looking at today's games right now. Mm. And I think Loyola advances over Nevada. Okay. Divine intervention. <laughs> and Nevada's got Nevada's Nevada's uh, starting point guards down and oh, not wow. playing. And I, how how much can you play like that and and not have that become a problem? Yeah. Um, I, I just think uh, you know. And if Loyola, who does Loyola have next? The winner of if they sneak into the Elite Eight, K State and Kentucky. I mean, I think they would get. They could get past Kansas State. I don't know if they get past Kentucky. Uh, you know what? At at that point in the Elite Eight, you've gotten that far. Everything's thrown out the window. Yeah, it's you know any given Sunday kind of thing. I, so you're putting you're putting Loyola in the Final Four, is basically what you're saying. I I can see it. Yeah, I can definitely see it. Yeah, um, I and I can definitely see Florida, Florida State beating Gonzaga today. I could too because the Zags are always so weird and they didn't really play anybody yeah. all year. Um, but the thing with Kansas State is if I think if Kansas State beats Kentucky, I don't think they will. But if they somehow do, I think they're going to be gassed because they didn't, they didn't handle UMBC, a 16 seed. They, you know, that game was not in hand no. the whole way. And Kentucky is a five. They're not slouching. Um, and they've handled, uh, they handled Buffalo with ease as they should have. Uh, they squeaked by Davidson, but um, played, They, I mean, there's nothing, I don't see any holes in their game. They've played well. So they should, I mean, this looks like it could be uh, a Final Four for them, but I they think got, that... They got, Kentucky got real lucky. Yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. They're, you know, they had the easiest path now. But I don't think they come out of this. Yeah. I think I think that I could be talked into Loyola going to the Final Four. Now that, now I, that you've talked I to me about it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, it could happen, to be honest with you, because I think they will. I think they will get by Nevada today, and then you know what? You just throw every everything you have at Kentucky and see what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. You're looking at potentially um, some really high Final Four seeds. You could have uh, from this side of the bracket. You could have the the, the lowest seed is a five, right? Yep. Uh, in Villanova's side, it's no, a little more traditional. Uh, I mean, the, I should say the highest seeds. No, no, no. The lowest seed is a five in this side, in the uh, in the south. There's a nine, a five, an 11, and a seven. Right. So, and then, you know, the the Nova side in the east, you know, there's one, two, three, and five. So, man, that's boring. Um, nine, four, three, seven in the west. And then a one, eleven, two, five in the midwest. So, 
And teams, these teams have tournament pedigree too. Syracuse is an eleven. Syracuse played a playing game for God's sakes. Like, yep. Um, yeah, they they're rolling. They, they, there was question they shouldn't even be in that playoff in that playing game. Yeah. Here's my question, real quick, and I'm going to ask you what you think about this uh, after I say that I think that uh, I'm going to now pick repick. I'll pick Villanova to win it all. But uh, if you have elevens, right? You have four eleven seeds. And you're doing a play-in. Well, how are, how are there eight, or is it? Do they do it? There's two sixteens and two elevens. Is that how it works? Yeah, I've never understood it to be honest. Since they've started these playoff games, the I playing th- games. I mean, I think that at some point that's going to expand, but I don't. I just don't buy that there's six eleven seats. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, or that there's six sixteens. Yeah, no, I think. I, I mean. I think that the 16 should I, be blank in every in every 16 should be blank in every black bracket every region, and then you play a game each done to play a 16. I think that you're if you're lucky enough to get in the tournament, you get slotted in at an 11, but like they weren't but they weren't convinced that you should be in the tournament at a, in the first place. So shouldn't you come in at a disadvantage against well, the one seed? I think the way they 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 look at it no because there's there's other teams you know you got your your bucknells and your that all get the auto bid oh yeah fair okay that's a good you know point. what i mean yeah and so syracuse yes is a better team than your bucknells and your ionas and your um you know your charlestons and your mm-hmm. your cal state fullertons like but those those teams got automatic bids to come in yeah. So should you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? So I I don't think at the same time Syracuse should be should be punished underneath those teams because Syracuse didn't have the opportunity to get an automatic bid. Right. Um. So uh, uh, now that I think about it that way, I'm okay with with them being 11 seeds. The plans. Yeah. Okay. Because it does make sense. All right. Fair enough. Um. Uh. Your national champion again. For your repick, so you had Cincinnati. Who are you going with now? I am gonna go with uh, Purdue's a very interesting team to me. Yeah. Um, if that kid, if if Haas gets approved for that for that brace and he comes out and plays, that's going to be one of the best stories in the last decade of this tournament. That is true. Yeah. Um, and if that does happen. I mean, even if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be pulling for Purdue. Okay. Shout out to Ben Perlman. Word up. Um, but I mean, if 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 he comes out with that, you know, with that brace on and and plays with a, a dislocated or broken broken elbow, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Right. Well, I mean, that's I'm, going to be tough to root against. I don't know how effective he would be, but to, if he if he's on the court at all, that's you know that's special. It's it's balls. It's it's one shining moment, if you will. Yeah, sure is. Um, all right, we're going to do real quick, and we're going to pick another Final Four here. Um, so we've narrowed down uh, the fortunate but untalented bracket to four very, very lucky people. Lucky to be nominated for or to be in the Final Four and lucky in life in general. Um, we did the same thing we did before. We uh, had them in a bracket, and then we – or, yeah, we had them in a bracket. We voted – each matchup, majority ruled. These four people advanced. This poll is now live on the notthatgreatpod.com website, so notthatgreatpod.com slash features. 
the final four is Donald Trump Jr., Kim Kardashian, Pitbull, Tom Cruise. There was a late push for Lena Dunham. There was a late push for the Cash Me Outside girl, who I do not understand how she did not make it into this final four. I pushed hard. No one else cared to join me on that. Uh, Brian, everyone agreed on Donald Trump Jr. and Kim Kardashian. Brian, I don't know if you, did you vote for Cruz? Cash Me Outside yeah. and uh, Lena Dunham. Okay. Um, of these four, who who deserves to be the grand champion? We do not get a vote, by the way. Or no, we do get a vote, but our vote counts as one, along with everyone else. This goes to the people. It does, mostly, yes. So This is, this is now the people's bracket. It is. Um, so I am going to just, uh, cast my vote here. Uh, momentarily, and it will be for Pitbull. Um, I've never liked him. I don't. Uh, I. I. I don't really care for any of the other people, but I have active Chris Bosh level hate for Pitbull, um, and I'm pretty sure that he is a um, a Civil War reenactor. So if you, um, if you, I mean, there's no, there's no proof that there's no proof that he's not. So I'm just going to say that he is. This is true. You make your vote now, sir. What'll it be? Uh, my vote is going to be for Kim Kardashian. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. She's kind of the overall number the one seed. The amount of money, the amount of money that that woman has made off of absolutely just being a suck-ass is <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's very unfortunate. So, uh, or actually, it's very fortunate, but untalented. So, if you uh, have right. not voted yet, please submit your vote, notthatgreatpod.com slash features. Um, and if you're not a wrestling fan, you can go ahead and get out of here right now. But after this quick break, we're going to talk about Daniel Bryan and WWE. Brian was medically cleared. Yeah, had no idea. I forget. I think that I forget who told me. Someone fa- I found out on Facebook. I think did I tell you? No, I told you. You told me. Okay, there you go. Um, I I generally don't post a ton about wrestling on Facebook, um, and if I do, it's you know the same usual crew of people that respond or participate in a thread or something like that. I saw this all over people's. Uh, Facebook people I didn't even know liked wrestling. People that liked my sass I didn't know liked wrestling. Um, even Everywhere. even my wife who watches uh, and happy anniversary again to my wife. Even my wife who uh, who watches Total Bellas, um, you know, knew his story and all that stuff, and was gracious enough to let me watch the first twenty minutes of SmackDown on Tuesday uh, live <laughs> instead of instead of watching whatever else we were watching. I forget probably some food show. Um, so. The first question I have for you about this is, and I'll give my opinion after the fact, there's there's a internet wrestling community we all that you and I know about, but people don't know this that if they're not wrestling fans. But half it seems that half of that community is upset that it was released ahead of SmackDown or ahead of WrestleMania that he was cleared. Half of them uh, and I'm in this half think it makes sense to release the news before 
Um, and obviously they knew about this last week. That's why Shane got taken out. So, right. so which half are you? Do you, would you prefer, would you prefer um, it to be a surprise or did you, do you understand that it makes sense to announce it slightly ahead of time? Well, a, I would not be like to be lumped into the internet wrestling community because I think they can all shove it. And they've taken the joy out of all of this for themselves and most of us that have to like filter through all you know comments and whatnot on facebook where people are just like we're so negative about everything like just stop you're watching something that is scripted and that is essentially a soap opera for for men yeah what is there to be negative about just enjoy it okay um, no, if I can, real quick, I, though, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're, you are the, like, number two on a show that is primarily, a lot of the time, about wrestling. So you are definitely in the internet wrestling community. You're just, like, an optimist. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not one of the, <laughs> like, I'm not a negative Nancy about it. Right, okay. Like, I just, and, and so, so I guess my point is, is that the, the IWC, internet wrestling community, if you will, mm. is all completely negative to me. Like okay. nobody has anything nice to say about anything ever, right. um, and and that's what you know. That's what the World Wide Web has given people a voice, and some that shouldn't have one. But us, we definitely should have one. So here's my <laughs> take on that. Yeah. Um, I don't care which way they put it out there. Um. In this case, I think that they had to before SmackDown. Yes. Because they they had, let's be fair, ratings haven't been the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second you see that pop up at 12 p.m. On, on Tuesday afternoon, you know, everybody's hitting that share button. And there is just this buzz being created. And that makes SmackDown Live must-see until WrestleMania. Um, yeah, we do know that Vince, uh, the rumor has always been that his, um, mostly during the, um, Monday Night Wars, but I think this still rings true today, is that he is an immediate guy. So, you know, if there's anything that is a known factor that will goose ratings on a daily, weekly, you know, SmackDown or Raw basis, he'll generally pull the trigger on that. If you, if you wait until WrestleMania and have, uh, Brian come out, you know, Hardy style from last year, then, you know, it's one thing last year, the Hardys weren't going to sell or that tag match wasn't going to sell the pay-per-view. Right. So you're, you're there anyway, regardless, this sells the pay-per-view. So you have to do it. You have to do it ahead of time because if you don't, Mm -hmm. and then people the next day are like, dude, you know that Daniel Bryan came back last night? And they'd be like, uh, wait, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like even potentially like, you know, it's, it always sucks to watch it the next day. Do you know what I mean? Like after everyone already knows. Well, and, so now you're not you're not going to have no people. More, Go ahead. There's no more resale value. Like, right, exactly. You know, with yeah. the network, the, with the network and stuff, people aren't pumping out sixty five dollars to watch this goddamn thing in HD anymore. Yeah, they're paying their nine ninety nine a month. That pays. You know, if you know, you buy two of those pay per views, which I used to do. You know, I used to buy the big four. Right. And I mean that ninety nine is just. Nine nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 
it's stupid not to have. Yeah. Even if you still just watch the four. You know right. what I mean? Oh, so yeah, it's still a steal. People, people aren't buying them, you know? Yeah. But what this will do, this will definitely get people to sign up for it. Oh, for sure. Um, I didn't used to, in, in the, the often mentioned uh, wrestling hiatus I took in the, you know, mid-2000s, I would still try to come back mm-hmm. in and check out pay-per-views, mostly the Rumble and uh, Mania. I don't know why SummerSlam and Survivor mm-hmm. Series don't do it for me, but um, but I would torrent them, right? So I was looking for any way to not pay that amount of money. And so when I right. when I heard about the network, it was like, dude, you tell me it's like wrestling Netflix? Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I don't know if they understand how big a favor that is. And if that, and, you know, I'm not suggesting they do this, but if that price doubled, it would still be worth it. And I would still pay it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, you can really filter out your diehards doing that. But so they're going to keep it at this price because obviously they want some, like, the casual fan to come in, not just diehards. But, um, but anyway, so, but yeah, so bottom line, you had to, you had to announce it ahead of time. There are a million scenarios that we could go to from here. A hundred thousand dream matches. I have only heard one that I thought was absolutely ridiculous, and someone was like, "Oh, now you could have Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar." Like, eh, relax. Um, I <laughs> just so. I'm sorry, I have to go back to that. That is so stupid. Brock Lesnar's only move is to throw a guy on the back of his neck. Is that like you yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, anyway, whoever said that should be. Punch in the face. Not not the best for a guy with concussion. No. Um, so if you're picking one match, and next year we were talking about WrestleMania and the potential for a Rock Cena 3 to be the headliner, but with Brian back, if he's still around next WrestleMania, that's not the case anymore. And I would, I would bet my house that he'll be headlining next year's WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. potentially this year's one, too. You never know. I mean, but... What what's the match? I think the match is Brian Nakamura, but what's the match? Um, I like. There's three that I can think of right off the top of my head. That, Go ahead, that rock them out. Could do it. Yeah. Um, heel champion reigns. AJ and Nakamura. Okay. Um, do you think? Because I mean, if, if that means that you'd have to move Reigns to SmackDown. I don't think that you can move. No, not necessarily. You think you can move Brian to Raw? Yeah. I just don't. I mean, it it all depends on where everyone is after when they do a shakeup, which they usually yeah. do the night after. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he's so identified now with with the show. He spent most of that time on the shelf on that show, and I think that he should stay there but I could see them played off as like a conflict of interest thing. Cause now, but that could be an angle too. Like he used to be their boss. Now he's down with them. Do you know what I mean? And you could, but you could eliminate yeah, yeah, any, yeah. any weirdness that that would cause by just putting him on raw. Um, how do you make reigns a heel champion? I mean, he's, he's getting facey pretty quick. I mean, it's like you'd have to turn ref- him on Rollins. Let's say, yeah, turn him on. Have to like reform the shield and have him turn on them. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily even reform <laughs> reform the shield. Like you know, have Rollins come out the next night after he beats Brock and be like, "Hey, buddy, how about a title shot next?" Blah blah blah, and they play up this whole huge, you know, friendship friendship slash blah blah blah, and then Reigns comes out and yeah. smacks him with a chair a couple hundred times. Yeah, I like I actually really like that. Also, let's not forget that every uh, Royal Rumble that 
<laughs> that Roman Reigns has ever, or that Seth Rollins has ever been in. He, he's been eliminated by Roman Reigns. Yeah, exactly. So um, every time he gets close to having a chance, you know, Reigns is his undoing. Is there to? It's it's his Sasha Banks to his Bailey. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because we can freewheel this. I don't really have a list of questions here. I have one question, but we can ask that last. Um, where is that going? I don't just. It's 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 it gonna be the blow off at WrestleMania? Like are they not wrestling at WrestleMania? So like when is that gonna just happen officially? I don't know. And they've dragged it on too long that I don't care. Yeah. It's, I mean they've yeah. just they've they've beaten this thing to shit. Like it could have happened two pay per views ago. Why didn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Or or it could have happened like it, you know, it could have happened four Raws ago. Like the night after the elimination chamber, why'd you do that to me? Let's fight, like, and just you know. Yeah, it's awkward with them. Know. They're on like tag team together. They lose. They like lightly push each other. But there's there's just there's nothing it's building towards. There's no match at. They're not just going to have them wrestle each other at WrestleMania. That card is already ridiculous, and you know, yeah, it's stacked. Yeah, and so you're not gonna like you're not gonna put them to a pre-show. Because that would be the ultimate fuck you to us who are waiting for that thing to blow up. I was like, yeah, man, here we right. go. We built this. We built this for weeks. We've been building it since Elimination Chamber. Actually, we've really been building it since, like, last WrestleMania. But, like, you know, it's been simmering on the surface. Now we finally got it. <laughs> and here it is. Here it is. WrestleMania, you're on the first match of the pre-show. And the stadium's half full. And no one watches the pre-show. Uh, you know what I mean? We're going to – we and I are going to be cooking during the pre-show. I'm not, I may not even, like, set eyes on the television, but – um, no, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be drinking heavily and cooking. You know? Right. So I just, if it winds, if that wound up there, you know, and it's also, it's just getting time where it's like, you still, you know what, let me just bring up this card real quick. We could just keep trans transferring topics this way, but this card, like you said, it is absolutely already completely and totally stacked. And you're, I think that it's 13 matches, if I'm not mistaken. And let me just look here real quick. Well, but the other it's, thing, it's huge. The other it's way thing too big. you could do. The other thing you could do is, I mean, obviously stick them both in the in the um, the women's battle royal. The women's battle royal. I almost said the Moolah battle royal. Test, test. How dare you? Um, and then uh, and then have either Bailey throw Sasha out or vice versa, mm. and then have them main event. Have them main event Raw the next night, which is has become. Just it just as big as WrestleMania itself. True. Yes. Okay. Um, you know what I mean. That's that's the way they could go. Yeah. To not to not to not give them the 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 disrespect of putting them on the pre-show. Yeah. I think actually that's the way I would go. To be honest with you. What is is doing exactly that? Okay. Having them just beat the bag out of each other in the in the um, in the uh, battle royal, and have one of them throwing throwing the other out, and then uh, and then have the main event the raw the next night. Um, I'm okay with that with a slight tweak. I think that they can beat the shit out of each other in the battle royal, but I don't think that one can throw the other out. I think that someone should throw both of them out, and neither one of them should win. And then to make it look how just how petty they are, right? And then I think I think when they both get thrown out, they fight up the aisle to the back, and then we see them okay. the next the next night. Fight down the aisle to the ring. 
Well, yeah, that'd be awesome. They've just been fighting all night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't stopped. Yeah, we should. It's like the uh, like the like the empty arena brawl. You just keep kind of checking back in with them. Like oh, that's still going on. Or it's like when the, exactly. when, the when the hardcore championship was twenty four hour. It's like, oh, by the way, yeah. there was a there was just three hardcore matches in the back. Three three title changes. <laughs> let's go. Let's go real quick during this that match the, to another match. Like, oh, that was the best. Um, who is Braun's partner? Uh, there's a lot of lot of names being out there. I think for the sake of storyline, I think I think they pick somebody for Braun, and then that person gets a guitar smashed over their head, and Elias ends up being his partner. Okay. Um, who though? Who does Elias take out? Because if then they're going to be partners, then if they're going to be partners and they win, and someone. Elias takes someone out. You would think that would start a feud with some, with, but that person wouldn't be on a team. You'd have to be a team. I think it'd just be some schmuck. I, you know, okay. maybe that's how you bring Jason Jordan back if he's ready to come back. Is he That'd even be, closer? Even if he's no, even if he's not ready to come back, just say he's ready to come back to be like. To, oh yeah, you don't to, actually have to bring you know, him back. Per, right, you just get him. I mean, I'll watch him get hit with a guitar. 375 times in a pay-per-view and be happy about it. I'll tell you, I, I, I really, really agree with that a lot. I really despise him. <laughs> you know? Um, well, all right, let's keep going down. Um, you think Cass comes back for Mania? Mm, night after. Okay. Yeah, I don't think there's a match for him. Um, and when do you well, think... Well, I mean, yeah, he, could, he could also come back in the, in the Andre Memorial. Right. Yeah, but, like, that, he would just mix in. I think that, like, him coming back is a big deal. I don't think that, like, because you don't, like, the the Battle Royal, everyone starts in the ring at the same time. They don't, like, uh, you know, there's no introductions. Everyone just kind of walks down. And I think that would be, like, yeah. un, 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 except for the previous year's winner gets their, gets an right. introduction. So I don't think that they'll waste him in that way. I think that, I think you're right about the next night. I don't think, I don't think he should be in the in the Battle Royal. But do you think do you think Cass is really a big deal? Like, have you been clamoring to see Cass on your television every week? Well, no, but that's not because I don't like Cass. It's because there's just a, a real glut of talent right now, and everything is so focused towards WrestleMania, and he's not involved. You know what I mean? But after well, Wrestle- after WrestleMania, has- when anything goes, and you're looking for those storylines to kind of recycle. And you get some new characters back in. You know, we're going to see Joe. We're going to see Cass. We're going to see potentially Lashley. Those guys have to get in there somewhere, but they're coming in right after ending. You know, the next the, the road to WrestleMania isn't doesn't start in January. It starts on the day after the previous WrestleMania. You know what I mean? So you got to right. get you got to get if if Cass is there Monday night, he's uh, the obvious thing is for him to be starting something going forward. There's just nothing for him at this WrestleMania, and I don't I don't think putting him in the in the battle royal helps him regain whatever you know heat he had before he got injured yeah there is nothing for him to come back to because somebody had to go and get rapey and be an idiot yeah what an idiot what a giant moron um all right so um, also yeah side ahead. point and i and i won't talk any about this but okay. um Simon Gotch, whatever whatever name he's going on now, has yeah. a great interview about Enzo that you need to check out. It's hilarious. All right, I will do that. Where can I find that? Just talking just about how much that. of a just talking about how much of a shithead he is. Oh my god, it's so good. I've never, I don't recall hearing such like vitriol towards a person backstage that like 
did it. I don't think I've ever heard a good thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, they were, like, unable to hide everything. Everyone else, you kind of just don't know, but they were, like, the WWE was unable to hide how much of a shithead he is from the general public. It'd be interesting to, uh, it'd be interesting to hear an interview with Cass about the Enzo situation, and maybe we'll get that with him coming back. We might. I'd really love to hear that and see what what his thoughts really were about him. You're not going to get that on... WWE TV, you're going to have to listen to like sure a Cheap yeah. Heat or uh, one of the other really phenomenal wrestling podcasts out there, like the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast or yep. something like that. Um, let's do quickly, and I want to I'm gonna do this. It's going to be early to do it, but I don't necessarily foresee us having another uh, wrestling podcast before WrestleMania. We're certainly doing one the next day, but um, yep. the, let's throw this down. We'll eliminate... The two battle royals, because those are just total shit shows, and the, their outcome is useless. Actually, before we get to going through these matches real quick, what do we do with Carmella? Um, we cement Oscar. How? She just cashes uh, in and loses? Oscar beats Flash, and Carmella comes down, and she loses. At WrestleMania? Yes. Okay. Um, there's, I've heard that they will make that a triple threat. There's already like nine triple threats. So I hope that doesn't happen. Um, and it also cheapens the match. Wait, why? To see. Because if you, if you cash in before you the are... match, if you cash in before the match is a triple threat, I've heard on some, a couple of, uh, podcasts and stuff that they should make it a triple threat. Not that it was going to be made oh, a yeah, triple threat. I don't threat. think they'll do that. I'm like, dude, there's already three triple threats um, and I mean, or two triple threats and it cheapens the match that everyone wants to see. So that shouldn't happen. Um, is, um, is, is that strictly a SmackDown contract? What? Oh. What's in, in her briefcase? No, Money in the Bank, any any championship. Any championship in the country, or in the company. That's how it works. In the country. Yeah. <laughs> she shows up on Ring of Honor. Exactly. And she's like, yeah. where's What's the bitches? Up? Where are the girls at? <laughs> um, no, it's any, any championship in the company. That's why, I mean, I think it has the same crossover rule that the winning the Royal Rumble did. And that's why Asuka's over on SmackDown now. All right. Well, that could be interesting then, because you could use her to to kind of uh, cement Nia's place. Which I think. Do we agree that the uh, the outcome of that is going to be Asuka and Nia walking away with with the belts I, at the end of WrestleMania? I think that. I think it has to be at least. I think that you have to have Nia go over Alexa. I don't. Th- think you have to do that with Asuka because streaks getting broken at WrestleMania is a thing. So it is. So, and she's not, she's not obviously not going to compile this 20 year streak or whatever, but, um, it's, but there's, there's, on, there's legit stakes for either side. You know what I mean? So, and with money in the bank coming up, you could also postpone Asuka a bit. I don't think they should, but it could be done. I've seen them do weirder things. So, I think that Oscar beats Charlotte. Okay. And I think Oscar goes the entire year still undefeated till next WrestleMania for Rousey. Huh. Well, all right. And then that, Rousey beats it. I'm okay with that. Um Let's postpone this. Well, hold on a second. Let me let's go through the rest of these matches. We already we already did the ladies' matches. Clearly, I'm looking way ahead. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'm fine with that because I want to talk about her. And um, 
Uh, Lesnar reigns. Reigns goes over, right? Or does that depend? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think, yeah, I mean, if I think Lesnar wins whether or not, Le, I mean, uh, I think Reigns wins whether or, or not. not Lesnar has signed a new deal or not. Okay. I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen one of two ways. I uh, Reigns, I, I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah. Um, uh, I think if if he has signed a new deal, Lashley comes out and distracts him in some way or just beats him down after the match to start a feud. If that doesn't happen, it looks like Brock's going to be... You know, I really like when they allowed him to go to UFC and fight, and I think they should still continue to do that. I agree. Because it just keeps building him, you know? I mean, keeps building, like, the mystique and, of his... And, he'll, like, and his... he'll take... He'll take money from both companies, like yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, Styles Nakamura. Um, I just hope it doesn't disappoint. Okay. Um, I think it stays with because AJ. It's it's now being so hyped. Yeah. That it's going to be. I mean, people are calling it the first six star match or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Like, slow it down. Well, I I think that hype is because they're not super, they're not engaging physically because they're both faces so there's not going to be this like mm-hmm. random you know they're not going to end a smackdown with them fighting and rolling out of the ring and all that shit uh, they might end it with them like face to face or something like that but you have you know no WWE based physicality between the two of them really right so for as long as they've both been in the company so um, yeah and to be honest I don't think it's going to happen now until Mania because of right. uh AJ's injury. Right. And it shouldn't. I'm fine with them not touching each other until right. then. Because I don't want... You know what I mean? So, um, so I'm okay with either one winning, obviously. But I don't think that Shinsuke... His... his He's cooled a bit. And I'm a little bit worried about... Um, he, this match needs to be phenomenal. Because I'm a little bit worried yeah. about his reactions as of... Like, his crowd reactions as of late are getting like less and less intense. Um, he... And I, I just like, I also don't think that um, racist Vince McMahon at times uh, is like, yeah, let's let's have a, a WWE champion that can barely speak English. And that's not a knock on Shinsuke; he just doesn't speak English. You know what I mean? So, um, well, because you're basically getting I mean, you're getting him by on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It'll be interesting to see because at the end of WrestleMania, he could have two. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we'll see what I don't think but I don't think that Vince cares that much about the women's division. You know what I mean? What what did you think? Did you hear um and not that I, I take anything that he says with any sort of seriousness at all. Hmm. But did you hear Vince Russo's comments the other day? I did not. What did he say? About about how Vince puts Shinsuke and Asuka out there just for his pure enjoyment just for entertainment for himself. He gives that's why he gives them the mic so he can just sit back and laugh. All right, so the Miz and uh versus Seth Rollins and Finn Balor. Uh <laughs> do you know what? I'm not I'm not going to uh, I'm I'm not going to make a comment on that just because I could see that. But it goes along I, with what you said. I could see it happening either way. You know what I mean? I could see Vince vehemently yeah. denying that and that not being true. Or I could see it being 200% true. Right. Right. 
Um, all right, so Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, what a moron! I hate Russo. Uh, the <laughs> Miz, the Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship, the first of triple threat or two triple threats. Um, I think that they got to take the belt off the Miz because the Miz should mm-hmm. be the the next number one contender for the world or the Universal Championship. So I think I'd like Not to yet. see. You don't think so? No, because I think they, I think they should give him the longest reigning. Um, IC oh champ of right, all yeah. How many days left? It's like the day after WrestleMania. Oh wow! All right, fine, fair enough. Um, I still would like to see Balor with it. So maybe in like there's like a rematch the next day or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't really care to talk about the Mahal Rude Orton match. I don't care who wins. Uh, I don't think the crowd cares about two thirds of the participants in the match. So. Um, I'll just say Randy. Well, that's going to make for an awkward, awkward situation then. How? <laughs> well, what do you mean? If nobody cares? Yeah, I, I really do. I really think that's like the go to the bathroom match. I really think that. <clears throat> and I'd, um, it might even be on the pre-show. I think they put it on. I think they might put it on Mahal to be honest. Yeah. All right. I mean, I could. Yeah, probably... he 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 drew he drew a lot of heat with the. With the WWE title, and they had they gave it to him for a lot longer than expected than That's anybody true. expected. Yeah. So why can't he draw the same heat with the U.S. champion? And again, it goes back to the fantastic foreign heel holding yeah. the U.S. belt. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. Um, we already did uh, Bliss and Jax. I want Jax. We already did Flair Asuka. Did you make a pick? Pick? I, I think. I think I picked yeah, Asuka. Asuka. I think you picked Asuka too. Um, Cesaro, Sheamus versus Braun. Go ahead, go ahead. Not to take anything away from Charlotte because I think she's overall the best woman in that division, but Oh by far. Yeah. Being realistic. Okay. Being realistic. I, I see where they're going with it. Yep. Um Cesaro Sheamus versus Braun and T B D, probably Elias. Um I I mean, if they were gonna let Braun they, do, do it by himself, then him with a partner should win. And the the obnoxious thing is they can't have this on the pre-show because it should be on the pre-show yeah you're right um yeah but, like, but yeah if the bronze on the pre-show yeah we riot people are gonna people are gonna riot right i think that you wind up with this match cedric alexander Mustafa ali on the pre-show and i think that you also wind up with the u.s title on the pre-show um yeah and one of the rumbles on the pre-show the women's of course well, the, men, the men's have been on the pre-show before. Uh, the men's have been on the pre-show before, so right. maybe the men's. Um, and plus, the, way, the direction that they're taking the women's division, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that, the men's. Right. Um, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. I want Alexander. I think he's put in seven months of incredible work. and um, They both have, to be fair. Yeah, but um, I don't know. But, I, yeah, it's, it's his time. I think it's, yeah, I think Cedric can lead the division. Um, but you gotta think future too, because all these like little guys coming up from NXT. You know, Ricochet is probably gonna go to two hundred five eventually. Well, um, Ricochet's got a long way away. He's hasn't even made his NXT debut yet. Right, he, w- he will, I believe, next week, if I'm not mistaken. But um, next, it said coming soon in that video. Right, but he's but he's already named in the North American Championship match, so. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so... Right. Um, so maybe that'll be his debut. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, the, the guys, these big signings that people are all excited about, a lot of them are going to wind up at 205. 
So I think that um, I think I'm okay with Cedric. Kind of, I think I'm, I would be most okay with the guys that are currently in that division. I think I'm most okay with Cedric being the leader of that division as those guys start to come up. Do you know what I mean? Don't forget about Neville. I there's just no evidence of him. Where is he? You know what I mean? Like there's just nothing there to say that he's around permanently. So, um, taking a break. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, so I'm not gonna say we should pick who will win either of the battle royals because neither of them have any real prize. There are eight all eight championships being uh, contested this WrestleMania. So every match has some should be every match has some legitimate uh, stakes. Um, except for this one, Angle and Rousey versus Triple H and Seven McMahon. Now we texted, and we got about uh, five six minutes left here. We texted this week, mm-hmm. and I texted you that she is, and I think I used the word furiously underprepared for mm-hmm. for um for Mania. And I just like I understand the video package they show with her and the um. You know, the pictures on Instagram, she's training with Kurt Angle, blah, blah. That's all, you know, makes total sense. I like that part of the build. What I don't like is whenever she talks, whenever she talks, whenever she walks to the ring, whenever she does a wrestling move, the Dana Brooke thing was really strange. The thing where she almost broke her arm doing the Simone drop to um, Steph was really strange. And I, like... Her physical, her move set so far seems like it's really limited, and I don't think there's time to fix that unless she's in a ring. I said, you know, 10 hours a day. You said 20 hours a day. Um, but she, I don't care if she's on Raw necessarily or not. She could be on Raw just the 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 one before WrestleMania, but she's got to be running ropes and doing, because as it stands right now, that is the match I am least excited about. But I'm most excited, like that she's in it. But like, but now it's like kind of like a, a car wreck potential curiosity level. Where do you stand on? So, I she'll get there. She'll she'll definitely get there. I mean, you know, that's one thing about her that nobody's ever knocked is her work ethic and her and her dedication. Um. But it's just like there's anything like, that she's ever done. There's not enough time. She is clear, like you know what I mean. She is clearly the well, least ring well, experienced person in this match by far. Stephanie can wrestle circles around her, right? And luckily, she's in there with Steph because you know, outside of anyone currently in the women's division, I guess that I would trust her most with Stephanie, who is legitimately, I mean, oddly enough, a fu- at least functional wrestler in the ring. But I just like. I'm just worried. I'm just worried. Do you know but what I mean? The fact that they're putting her they're putting her with three people that can protect her. Only one person you know can protect saying? her, man. Like, Only one person can protect her. They can't be in the ring at the same time. But Triple H and Triple H and Kurt can do the majority of that match. So it could it could turn into uh, you know, a Kurt Triple H, you know, one on one match essentially with Ronda and and Stephanie being there until the big head to head, and then Ronda only really has to, because let's be honest, Stephanie Stephanie's going to put her over, so Stephanie doesn't have to mount any offense whatsoever, and Ronda's going to have to do maybe two three moves on her at most, and then and then and then put her in an armbar, so she's not going to have to do much. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, like her not doing much is not necessarily what I want to see. I want to see her. I want to see her do much. You know what I mean? Like I want her to, and that's what everyone wants. She's not. They're not. They I didn't think, sign her I for her to not do much. Do you know what I mean? Here. Just for the pop, right? But mm-hmm. okay. But I don't think anybody is anybody that unrealistic where where because she shouldn't be ready right now to be honest yeah fair you know what i mean yeah so is anybody really looking at it being like you know if ronda doesn't come out and and pull a five-star match everybody's going to be pissed off no that's not a realistic way of thinking about it she got signed two months ago you know careers weren't made in two months yeah so but I'm sure the the IWC will completely rip her after WrestleMania. But whatever. There's some some completely ripping ahead of WrestleMania. There, there's people that don't like the signing at all. I mean, yeah, I think but, I'm just ignoring it. But I think that I am too, and I think that those people should. Uh, I mean, bottom end of the day, this is Vince McMahon's company. He he does he's not doing it for the internet wrestling community. He's doing it for eyeballs. He's doing it for dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's the draw. So, you know, not that he ever wrestled a match, but, you know, you don't, you, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they complained when, as much as I hate the guy, when Donald Trump was at WrestleMania, but that match got a huge pop and people were into it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they complained at first when Tyson was going to show up. I'm sure they complained for a very terrible Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow match, but the idea made sense. You know what I mean? Like, well, that was the beautiful thing though, is that there was no real internet then. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You know what I mean? There wasn't, there wasn't, you know, the the eighty seven thousand different types of social media, and there wasn't, you know, comment sections, and there wasn't. I mean, everybody just had to shut up and eat what Vince gave them, and you know, only discuss it within their groups or you know on on their landlines, yeah. if you will, or their AOL chat rooms and their news groups. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, like I said, it just. And and that's the thing too about about going back on the um, should they have kept it a surprise, you know, Daniel Bryan coming out at night, it wouldn't have been kept a surprise. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Somebody would have leaked it. Like that's that's I think the thing that's taken away most out of out of wrestling is that is that surprise that wow factor. Um, I think like last year at, at WrestleMania with the Hardys, I, that was like the biggest surprise I can remember in a while. A long time, a very long time. You're right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause that can't, you know, there were, there were rumblings about it, but then, you know, the Hardys like tweeted that they were in North Carolina or whatever. And then all of a sudden they're in, in Dallas and you're like, Whoa, when did that happen? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so that was pretty good. And they, and they tried to do the same thing with Rousey. Like, remember when, remember when she tweeted from Columbia and I was like, she's definitely going to be there. Yeah. I know what they're pulling. I yeah. know what they're doing. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but they kept it. I mean, but they tried. They tried to keep that. Yeah, they waited until the last, and, and last possible second. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's, that's the internet's really taken a lot of that away. Yeah. And, you know, stupid people opening their mouths. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, buddy. Brian Goodwin, thank you very much, man. We're going to do wrestling again. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a big one probably day after WrestleMania. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Uh, maybe, maybe we should wait till Tuesday. Yeah, after SmackDown? Or, no, after, no, no, no. or just well, after Raw. Maybe we should wait till Wednesday that week. Actually, maybe. 
Wednesday morning. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, right, by we'll the way, by the way, not on this list, which I just totally forgot, is Cena Undertaker, which will obviously be on this list. Um, do you think yep. it's Undertaker going over? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I and I too. think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be very special. And I think it's going to be, um, I think that's going to be it. Yeah. I, I think I mostly agree with that. And I'm fine with Cena losing and I'm fine with them starting a thing where all he does is lose. Cause I think that angle, <laughs> that angle should, that, that, that angle should go on somebody. And I think he's the perfect person for it to happen, especially starting with, if you're talking about also next year, Rock Cena three being the redemption or the, the you know the rubber match in that match or in that series, you could start this year with him just losing all year. I think it would be phenomenal. I think he has to chop split yeah. off, and I think people will cheer him eventually. He needs to lose for a while before you can yeah. you stop hearing those Cena sucks chants. We'll see. I don't think those are ever going to go away. No matter yeah. what. Yeah, they're like the you suck with they're the, Kurt. They're the Kurt angle. You yeah. suck. Yep. Yeah. All right, Brian Goodwin. Thanks, brother. We'll talk soon. Thank you, bud. All Appreciate right. it. You too. So hard just to make cramp. If we don't know what to say, we gon' make it up.